Wisconsin's afternoon news is on the air. Broadcasting live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in beautiful downtown Milwaukee. Here's John McCure. All right, Sandy Max is here in the studio. Debbie Lazica is here. Greg Matzik is on location in sunny Phoenix for spring training. Uh, Greg, so before the break, you were telling us how the locals are viewing this, and I saw some video of the game today, and people were bundled up under blankets, <laughs> and they were looking pretty chilly out there, but uh, the sun looked nice. Uh, well, I, they're, they're not trying to uh, uh, you know, build an arc like they are in Wisconsin right now, <laughs> right. but uh, if you're in the shade at a spring training game and it's 55 degrees out, 60 degrees out, it, it's a little bit different than what you're used to. I woke up this morning to go for a run. It was 38 and it felt like 38, like it was crisp. But as soon as uh, the sun rises, it, it gets on you pretty quick here in Arizona. But yeah, it's a, a kind of a, a stretch of low to mid 60s weather throughout this week. And, you know, it's been in the 50s days leading up to today. So it's been a, a different spring than usual, I think, in this area. Hey, I wanted to ask you about a guy that's not there um, with you, but that's a local guy, Kenosha kid, Gavin Lux, who looked like he got hurt today. Uh, this is a sad story. Yeah, I don't know if many people saw the video. Be careful if you do watch it on Twitter. So he he hits a base hit, right? He's trying to leg out a triple, and somewhere in between second and third, uh, just a, a, a tremendously awkward-looking injury that you probably don't want to watch more than twice. Uh, he's a Kenosha yeah. kid, right? Non-contact injury, just playing the way he always plays, and that's, that's pretty hard, uh, trying to leg out a triple, and he goes down. So I'm not mm. sure the severity of, of that injury, but... You know, players play, right? There is a ramp-up period to be sure, but when you're playing, it's 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 real baseball, and he was just doing his job today, and uh, I, I have no idea how much of the season it's going to cost him. Maybe he'll have some good news here, but you hate to see that. It's tough to watch, for Oof. sure. And you're playing to make the roster. I mean, this is, for as much as it is fun to be out in the warm weather and playing ball, you know, this this is getting to the big show. It's their career. It's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah, no, in many respects it is. And, you know, Gavin Lux is pretty firmly entrenched into that lineup in Los Angeles. Uh, but you're right. I mean, every day you see it. You know, Mike Rosso today hits a two-run home run. He's battling it out for a roster spot with guys like Keston Hira and familiar names that, you know, just don't have a lot of options to go anywhere else in the minor league system. So, you know, any given day can sort of swing the pendulum. And at the end of a month's worth of work, you, you hope that, you know, your body of work is stronger than the next guy. So, Greg, I'm really curious to see how the pitch clock ends up working. And it's the pitch clock for pitchers. It's the batter's clock, I guess, for guys who need to be in the box. Did you see any evidence of that today being a factor? Okay, so two different things that stood out to me. Number one, uh, the game was delayed by about one minute at the start because the pitch clock wasn't working properly. So how's that for irony? <laughs> right? The pitch clock wasn't working. We can't start the game. Zach Greinke stepped off the mound here on a beautiful day and surprised Arizona. And we didn't know what he was doing. He was sort of motioning and, and pointing like, what, what, something's not right. And Zach Greinke's kind of an odd bird, so who knows with him. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, the pitch clock was malfunctioning. They finally got it working. The other thing I noticed sitting in the press box, there is a dedicated person that controls the clock. And it makes this annoying beeping sound every time they start and stop and reset. So it's a series of beep, beep, beep for nine <laughs> innings and three hours. In the press box, so I thought that was kind of that was a new experience for me. You think somebody's going to adjust that, don't you? you like bet. find the volume, yeah. Yeah. Well, and the other thing that happened, we talked to Craig Council about this um, yesterday. 
there was a game over the weekend that ended because of a pitch clock violation. Yeah. Right, yeah. the game it just ended. The game that's it. So you've heard of a walk off. That was a clock off. <laughs> and Greg, on that specific play, a guy thought he had driven in the winning run, and he the pitch was made. He hit a base hit, and his team started to celebrate. And the home plate umpire held up his hand and said, "No, no, 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 <laughs> violation. You're actually out, and your team loses." Isn't that incredible? Like, and this is the time where you have to imagine that. Umpires are really going to pay strict attention just to try and, you know, build habits with these teams. It's, it's new for everybody, but that that was something. I never thought in my yeah. life I'd see a, a clock off as the reason a game would end. Greg is in Phoenix all week. All week he's going to check in with us. We'll check in, as a matter of fact, a little bit later on this hour here on WTMJ. Spring training baseball, by the way, the next several weeks right here on WTMJ. Up next. Not that far away, northern Illinois. You've heard of OnStar, right? This is the Volkswagen version of OnStar. Wait until you hear what happened with a woman and her version of OnStar and how it all played out just about an hour from here. That's up next on WTMJ. So I don't know how many of you have OnStar in your car. I remember when it came out more than a decade ago, and it was the coolest, biggest thing ever. So real quick update here's how OnStar works right it's a service that you have and there's a real person at a central headquarters somewhere and that person can talk to you that person can give you directions that person can alert you if there's an emergency situation uh, that person and the center where they're based can reach out and get you help if something happens i was recently in a car crash two weeks ago i was hit by a drunk driver and my car was totaled i'm okay but the car is destroyed the car got hit. I was on the interstate, got slammed into from behind. The airbag deployed, smacked me in the face, and I barely had time to realize I had been in an accident when a voice came on. And it was, hello, this is Sheila from OnStar. I can see you've been in a car accident, and you're still in the middle of the freeway. Police have been called. Are you okay? And I was in shock and didn't know what had happened, and I, I, I was the only one in the car, and I blurted out, like, who the hell is this? <laughs> that is fascinating. And she said... It's Sheila, and I'm a real person. Are you okay? Do you think you're okay? Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, who, what? what? I said, I, I, I think so. And then she said, I can see that you're right near a baseball stadium, and you are still on the interstate. Do not get out of your vehicle. There's traffic coming by you. And I thought, this is, re- this is remarkable. And in real time, like I had just had the accident. And so I stayed in the vehicle, and she continued to talk to me. Do you need anything? Are you okay? Police should be there shortly. Um, usually a paramedic will also arrive. She, it was like a real conversation. And, and I only Sheila had it. notified the police. Yeah, so you Sheila didn't have had, to do I think Sheila. Sheila had called the police. <laughs> so I, I did nothing, and it was remarkable. And we've never paid for OnStar, and the car that got told was brand new. And so we had the 30-day trial for OnStar. That's the only reason we had it. I forgot we even had it. I think that's why I was so stunned when... Someone came on. So that's how OnStar is supposed to work. But there's a local example of what can happen some other times. My goodness. This is a heartbreaking story. A mom. She's six months pregnant, pulls into her home, has got two little ones. So shuttles one little buddy inside the house, leaves the two-year-old boy in the car because she's going to come out and get the two-year-old. Right in the driveway. Yeah. She comes out to get the little boy in the back seat, and a BMW comes screaming up right into her driveway. 
a guy gets out of the passenger side of the BMW and tries to take the car. Oh, boy. And hits the woman, knocks her down, actually gets the car, runs her over as he steals the car (sighs) with the two-year-old baby inside. She is okay enough to call 911 while she's in her driveway with mm-hmm. broken bones, multiple broken bones, and the police react in Libertyville, Illinois, immediately. There's no delay. They are on it immediately. And they realize, oh, she's got a Volkswagen that's stolen. Let's get in touch with the Volkswagen version of OnStar. The police officer gets through, and they say, can't help you with Carnet because the trial period has ended. We need money. Oh, you wow. have to pay for us to give you the information on where this Volkswagen SUV is. And this is the police calling, asking for help. Explaining this is an urgent situation. There's a two-year-old toddler in the back seat. Like, this is a special circumstance. Oh. We really need to know where this car is immediately. Time is of the essence. It took him, the detective, a half an hour because he did do his due diligence while the rest of the first responders were doing their job. But this police, this detective actually... Got the credit card, called the representative back to pay the $150. It all took a half an hour, and by that time, it didn't matter. Luckily, the child had been found in a parking lot of a business nearby because these two terrible people with the stolen car, because the BMW, of course, was stolen stolen, Yeah, from a car lot in Waukegan, uh, and the woman's stolen car. They dropped the baby off in a parking lot and drove away. But a half an hour was lost with a child in the back seat. Because of this policy. Now, Volkswagen says it's a third-party vendor that we deal with. It's the, what's it called, CarStar? Uh, CarNet. CarNet is mm-hmm. their problem, and there was a breach of protocol here. They should have been more helpful, and Volkswagen, of course, is washing their hands saying, um, this is not us. Mm. But what a terrible, what a terrifying situation. Yeah. And there has got to be in place. I couldn't find anywhere the detail on this, but mm. if a first responder... A police officer needs your help. Aren't they able to get it? Isn't this company, don't they have a protocol in place that if you hear from a police officer and they can verify they're a police officer, that you help? And they have this kind of request. Right. And based on what your OnStar experience was, when OnStar Sheila knew exactly where you were, that you were in traffic, that you were by American Family Field. Right. When technology works and these satellites actually can pinpoint exactly where you are and what you're doing, and she's already called 911 for you, it's like that technology, you would think that CarNet would have been able to say, oh, detective, I understand that what you're calling in, and oh, we do see that our car is zooming 70 miles an hour. they would have known. Immediately, instead, 30 minutes were lost. Heartbreaking. And I guess all's well that ends well. Everyone was okay. Thank goodness. I mean, the poor woman wasn't, but that had nothing to do with Carnet. Even the businesswoman who called in because she saw these two cars scream into her business parking lot and leave this child, that woman who owns the business yeah. came out to get the kids so that way it didn't wander off. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's just, it could have gone wrong so many more ways. Just terrible people out there. I mean, yeah. who does this? That's and ridiculous. I, and I believe the two suspects are still at large. Yep, sounds about right. And that's less than an hour, that's an hour from here. That's near where I grew up. I grew up uh, five minutes from Libertyville, and it's just over the border, mm-hmm. just uh, down the road. You mentioned Waukegan. Uh, that's uh, where my family still lives down there. Just a terrible, sad story. Technology is fantastic you know. if you can use it. Yeah, be aware of your surroundings. I want to tell you about something really special coming up here. On Wednesday, 
It's Annex Wealth Management presenting WTMJ Conversations 2023, sponsored by Smart Spaces. There's a lot of really cool interviews that are going to take place that day. It's going to be Governor Evers. It's going to be Robin Voss. There's going to be a conversation on Wednesday with both of the two remaining candidates for the Wisconsin Supreme Court. Uh, you're going to sit down and talk to the mayor and his wife, which yes. is going to be cool. Yeah. Looking forward to that conversation. Getting to know them because they obviously have a love for this city and getting mm-hmm. to know them a little better. We will have in here Peter Fagan and Mark Cass. Sounds like an interesting matchup, right? He's the editor-in-chief <laughs> of the Business Journal. Mark Cass is. Fagan is the president of the Bucks. They're good friends. I guarantee you it's going to be a fun, entertaining hour. I think that's from 1 to 2. Um, then also, a little bit later on, we're going to have Peggy Williams-Smith. And Tim Smith, he's the former general manager of the Fister in the St. Kate. She, of course, is in charge of Visit Milwaukee. They will be here as well. So guests from politics, sports, the arts, it's all covered. It's this Wednesday starting at 8 a.m. right here on WTMJ. Annex Wealth Management presents WTMJ Conversations 2023. It's right here. We hope that you will check it out. Wisconsin's Afternoon News on WTMJ. It's a wet one out there today for sure. I mean, big time. Meteorologist Brian Nisnansky is with us. We've never had a wetter day in February. Is that right, Niz? That's true. I mean, I couldn't believe it myself. I, I like double, triple checked wow. every day in the month of February. And yeah, this is the most rain we've ever seen in a single day in the month of February wow. on record in Milwaukee. That's amazing. How much was it officially? Uh, 2.06 as of right now. And I think oh we'll gosh. probably stay there. Uh, maybe we get another hundredth of an inch of rain. There's still a few sprinkles out there. But, yeah, I mean, wild. Uh, you just don't get that much moisture, typically, whether it's snow or rain or a combination of both uh, this time of year for us here in the Midwest. This is this is something that, uh, again, is completely out of the ordinary. And two inches of rain on top of all of the snow and sleet that we had still piled yeah. up hanging around. Big problem. I mean, yeah, so you had all that snow, if you wanted to call it snow, on the ground, and it had enough moisture conduit to itself, and then you combine two inches of rain, and then you combine a ground that is mainly frozen. So, like, the the water doesn't seep into the ground. It doesn't really soak it up or anything. So that created some problems today. Now, I think the biggest concerns moving forward are we'll, we'll watch a few of these rivers. Uh, Root River, you know, obviously is typically one of those rivers that we watch all the way from West Dallas through Franklin and the down into Racine. As of right now, it looks like just kind of your standard early spring, uh, mainly rural flooding there. Um, also, flood stage with the uh, Oak Creek uh, in South mm. Milwaukee. Um, so, watching that as well. Um, but as of right now, uh, looking at some of the gauges and the projections, it doesn't look like we're looking at you know anything catastrophic by any means. So, give us some perspective, Niz. Two inches of rain, even in May, would be a lot of rain. Wouldn't that be a big rainstorm no matter what time of year? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there'll become a time, I guarantee it, um, this summer where we're like, man, we really could use like at least like a half inch of rain here with like a shower. No, it is. I mean, yeah, any time of year, two inches of rain is a lot of rain. To get it in February, again, I mean, is unprecedented. I, I could go down each day in February and, and tell you the daily records, starting with the first 1.63, 1.04, half inch, 1.38. Ninety-five. I mean, and it goes wow. down. I mean, most days the daily record is around an inch. Like today's daily record is one point one seven, and we almost doubled that. Well, have I you? Mean, it's 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 crazy. Oh, have you heard from a lot of people who woke up this morning to lightning and thunder? 
Yeah, uh, I was one of them, <laughs> you know. And I, I could actually, I actually woke up first with the with the pitter patter on the window. The window. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was coming down, and then all of a sudden I heard the thunder. I'm like, man, it's really coming on. Then I checked the radar. I'm like, whoa, this is some good good stuff there that's some moving through. Good here. flashes of lightning, and we have a coworker <laughs> yeah. who uh, the rumble, the thunder rumbled his house so much that a plant fell off his shelf. So it was a oh, wow. serious, yeah, it was uh, it was an yeah. eye opener this morning. You go just far, a little bit farther south, south of the state line, they were dealing with severe weather uh, mm-hmm. today. This was uh, uh, crazy stuff. Tornado touchdowns in, in uh, suburbs of Chicago. Wow. So, oh. Um, yeah, pretty wide. I mean, look to be minor tornadoes, minor damage there, but tornadoes yep. nonetheless. Um, crazy stuff. Um, another thing, keep in mind, if you're a spot, if you know your house and you know your basement that like heavily relies upon in the spring, the sub pump working. Yep. Be sure you're checking that bad boy. Make sure it's doing its job. Maybe start thinking about investing in, you know, that backup mm-hmm. sub pump. Um, because I think if your sub pump is running right now in overdrive, I think it's going to be doing so for the next 24 hours because the water just really doesn't have anywhere to go because the ground is frozen. So you flush it out, here it comes right back in. Do yeah. we have any more so, rain coming? Yeah, what's the next five days th- look like? That's the good news. Uh, I think any additional rain tonight, very minor. I think any chance of rain is over with by 10 o'clock. So tonight, becoming breezy, some patchy fog, low temperature 32. Watch out for a little refreezing of any of the water that's on the roads or sidewalks. A little bit of fog possible tomorrow morning, then mostly sunny 32. Wednesday, mostly cloudy, back up to... um, uh, 43, or excuse me, I skipped over Tuesday. 44 for tomorrow, mostly mm-hmm. sunny. Wednesday, mostly cloudy, 43. As we head into Thursday, mostly sunny, 38 degrees. And then Friday's the day that I do think we have to watch again for an accumulating snowfall. We're not done yet. Uh, we're Ugh. just uh, starting off March, and I, I think we have a chance of shoveling again on Friday. All right. At Meteorologist least, Brian Nisnansky. At least you got to say sunshine tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Friday's a long way away. Over it. <laughs> we'll yeah. cross our fingers; it dodges us. Yes. All right, see you guys. Interesting story from Southern California. <laughs> One way to put it, right? So, a fifty-year-old guy has been certified by Guinness for setting a record for the most consecutive trips. That means in a row <laughs> to D- Disneyland. Days in a row, right? That's yep. what it means. So, how many days is it? Two thousand. 995 straight oh trips. Geez. Now, does he work there? No. No. He doesn't Just work goes. there, Deb. Isn't okay. that amazing? Okay. So his name is Jeff Wrights. Here he explains how the streak started. It started out as a, just a joke between friends when Disney ran the commercial about giving you an extra Disney day when they announced the Leap Day 24-hour event. And we were already there on the 1st of uh, January and had passes that had been given to us as free gifts, so it was free entertainment. We joked that how could it be an extra day if you don't use the other? So we wanted to go for all 366 days of 2012, and it just carried on. So he went for eight years, <laughs> three months, and 13 days, every single day for more than eight years. And the only reason he stopped was because he had to. It was because of the pandemic. Yeah. He explained what he would do to kind of mix it up every day to avoid things getting stale day after day. Other than going into Disneyland, it all depended on if there was any special events or anything for annual pass holders going on, if I was meeting people, you know, how I felt, uh, you know, if I was just wanting to get some steps in and I enjoy photography. So I'd go around the park, you know, looking for images to capture. 
Deb is our resident uh, <laughs> Disney file. Do you go to Disneyland ever, or is it always I, Disney World? I have a few times. Um, man, he got his money's worth for that annual pass, though. For sure. Holy cow. It's, it's funny, because, Greg, I know you're the mathematician budgeter. The Signature Plus Pass was $1,399, and he said that going every single day brought it down to about $3.50 a day. What? You spend more on a cup of coffee. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but he said it's gotten so high now that that's why he stopped doing it. Yeah. He's it's not going to resume. And I would say that if you are out there thinking, boy, does this guy, what, what the heck does he do? Uh, respect. He's a former Air Force firefighter who now works with the uh, VA Medical Center in Long Beach. Yeah. He's so, got a good job. Yeah. He's got a real job. He's got a girlfriend who is thrilled now that he doesn't do this because they can take longer vacations together. Oh, this is true. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. What would you do for almost 3,000 days in a row? What's on your list that you would get enjoyment out of doing 3,000 days in a row every day for eight plus years? And I think What's he, on the list? He lived like maybe an hour away. So like he Yikes. had to go and, you know, like yeah. drive and. Pop in and get a soda and pop out to not break his streak. So, All right. The, the phone number is 855-616-1620. 855-616-1620 is the old National Bank talk and text line. Shoot us a text. Give us a call. What would you do, would be willing to do, for eight years in a row every single day? Greg, would you go to Lambeau? No, I, to me it's golf, but I'm trying to figure out if I need to play the same course. Yes. You know, Disney's such a big property that he's not just seeing the same things every day, I would have to imagine. So I, I'd like to think I get a little leeway in terms of the courses I play, but oh, golf, but if my body would allow it. Disneyland is a little more limited, though. Than if Disney he was doing World. Disney World, and he'd have all four parks, plus the water parks, plus the butt-butt golf. It's all that more stuff. limited. That's amusing to me. <laughs> Isn't like, it? No pun intended. <laughs> I, would go oh, to well I would go to Cops Custard every day. <gasps> that would be mine. Every day, if Cops Custard. If I knew custard. I wasn't going to get a coronary, yeah. yeah. Today's <laughs> flavor of the day is Turtle Sunday. Tomorrow's is Mint Chip. My eight years in a row every single day would be Cops Custard. Wow. What about you guys? What are you doing every single day, Sandy? Every single day. Yep. What's on the list? That's a, I like that you brought food into this. Now I'm, yeah. I'm like... Do I go to Leon's? Because Leon's is enough or, uh, for me. Taco Bell. No, it's not Taco Bell. <laughs> I think Leon's is enough for me. Because I could get the I Spanish sandwich. No, I know, but I don't... Remember, I don't require that much variety. And, like, I can go with their basic flavors. And I like their hamburgers, which, as you know, are Spanish. And they're crumbled meat. They always tell you that, even if you know. Debbie Matzik, what are you doing every single day? I would go to my house. <laughs> Think of anything. I I Deb, have gone to my on. house eight thousand. You guys, when you go to like eight years in a row, the dojo. I could, yeah. Although that is just, it gets to the point where like I get exhausted. See, that's the thing. It's like, what are you doing it for? Like, if you're gonna have ice cream every single day yes. for for eight years straight, no, I'm yes. gonna have you're frozen custard every day. The flavor's so different. I was gonna go Maybe to, I'd have to walk there. If I was gonna <laughs> go to the dojang for eight straight years. I would be exhausted. There's only so many boards you can break. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> There's a shortage of wood. Matzik, you're quiet. Uh, I was asking Kent Summerfeld the same question. He and the leaf blowers are the only people left at the stadium right now, <laughs> along with me. Uh, <laughs> what did Kent say? 
Kent's Kent's a big ice cream guy too, so I think he's kind of on your path. There we go. As you were coming in, he's like, "What the heck are you guys talking about?" He had a feed of the statesman in his ear, (laughs) like things that we would just put on repeat for eight years in a row. And he just said ice cream before he walked up the door. Very Uh, good. Couple of texts from the four one four. I would walk on the beach every day. Jeff's weighing in. I would fish every day. I like nine two zero going with bowling. Dustin and Beloit, I'd do an all-you-can-eat sushi restaurant every day for sure. That's exotic. Uh, from the 414, I would run. Many have long streaks than eight years. That's true. You read about those occasionally, people who have run every day for years and years and years. Um, Kyle from Milwaukee, what would I do for 3,000 days in a row? Absolutely nothing. I'd be retired. <laughs> That's good living right there. Sure. That's a streak. All right, Sandy Max, what would you do every day for 3,000 days in a year if you could do anything? Like anything. As soon as we finished talking about it, I was like, oh, I know what I would do. <laughs> you know how that is. You think yeah, of the yeah, best story sure. or comeback. Uh-huh. Uh, I would go to the Oriental Theater. Oh, that's good. Because I could eat popcorn, They plus they yeah. serve beer and wine, but I could watch great movies on the big screen, and I would see movies that I wouldn't maybe necessarily choose to see of my own like taste, yeah. and I would be exposed to even more I'd films. go with you, and I would eat the ice cream every day. Very good, very good. No, I wouldn't even need to go into the theater. But I think, honestly, think about it. You could do eight years straight at a movie That'd theater. That'd be fun. Yeah, I'd be done that's, with that. That's doable. Yeah.